Hello and welcome to this week's Skeptical Reporter. My name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I'm bringing you news on science and skepticism from around the world. Alien spacecraft and little green men remain elusive figures in the latest trove of official UFO files released by the United Kingdom government. There's no smoking gun anywhere in the 6,700 pages which represent the ninth collection of government UFO files made public by the UK's National Archives. But the new batch, which contains documents dating from 1965 to 2008, are full of interesting tidbits nonetheless. It reveals what it was like to work at the UK's UFO desk, a defense ministry organization that assessed UFO reports for intelligence value before it shut down in late 2009. The job wasn't quite as exciting as it perhaps sounds, according to a document written by a UFO desk officer. The idea of investigating unidentified flying objects tends to suggest to the public that there are top-secret teams of specialist scientists scurrying around the country in a real-life version of the X-Files, but this is total fiction, the officer writes. In reality, much of the work consisted of performing internet searches, the officer added, according to National Archives officials. The files also reveal a healthy dose of skepticism among the government's UFO investigators investigators in the UK. A row has erupted within the Australian medical community over ways to handle the growth in alternative and complementary medicine with claims that some doctors are exploiting their power and trying to censor others. A group of high-profile scientists, dubbed Friends of Science in Medicine, has been calling for universities to dump courses on pseudosciences that they say are not supported by valid scientific research. The targets include homeopathy, naturopathy, iridology, and chiropractic and osteopathy courses, although they acknowledge the last two have evidence for musculoskeletal skeletal treatments. Led by John Dwyer, professor of medicine at the University of New South Wales, the group has also been campaigning for the federal government and health insurance providers to stop funding complementary and alternative medicine unless evidence is found to back them. But the group, backed by renowned biologist Sir Gustav Nossal and cervical cancer vaccine creator Jan Fraser, faced criticism this week from a handful of doctors who say they are exploiting their positions in the community and engaging in censorship. In an interview with The Age, Professor Komesarov said although Friends of Science in Medicine included friends and colleagues of his, he thought the tactics used smacked of authoritarianism and dogmatism. Professor Dwyer rejected much of the criticism and said medicine is constantly searching for evidence to support its procedures. This was in stark contrast, he said, to the dogmatic pronouncement and descriptions uttered by sole individuals who have invented various complementary and alternative medicines often centuries ago and who are still blindly followed to this day despite centuries of scientific discovery and advancement in medicine. A consortium of pharmaceutical companies in Germany have been paying a journalist 43,000 euros to run a set of websites that denigrates an academic who has published research into their products. These companies, who make homeopathic pills, were exposed in the German newspaper Süddeutsche Zeitung in an article titled The Dirty Tricks of Alternative Medicine. The newspaper accuses the companies of funding the journalist, Klaus Fritsche, to denigrate critics of homeopathy. In particular, the accusation is that Fritsche wrote about UK academic professor Edzard Ernst on several websites and then linked them together in order to raise their Google ranking. Fritsche continually accused Ernst of being frivolous, incompetent and partisan. Edzard Ernst was the first professor of complementary medicine and held the Lang chair at the University of Exeter in southwest England. The chair was set up by Sir Maurice Lang in 1993 to provide rigorous research into alternative medicines. 
the company that persuaded hundreds of thousands of parents to buy Your Baby Can Read product is going out of business, citing the high cost of fighting complaints alleging its ads were false. Your Baby Can LLC announced the decision on its website. Regretfully, the cost of fighting recent legal issues has left us with no option but to cease business operations, the notice says. While we vehemently deny any wrongdoing and strongly believe in our products, the fight has drained our resources to the point where we can no longer continue operating. A complaint against the company was filed with the Federal Trade Commission in April 2011 by the Boston-based campaign for a commercial-free childhood, which has led a series of campaigns against what critics call the genius baby industry. The advocacy group said Your Baby Can Read's claims of teaching infants to read were false and deceptive and asked the FTC to halt the ads. Susan Lynn, director of the Campaign for a Commercial-Free Childhood, welcomed the demise of Your Baby Can Read but urged the FTC to press ahead with an investigation. And now let's look at some news in science. UCLA researchers have developed a new transparent solar cell that is an advance towards giving windows in homes and other buildings the ability to generate electricity while still allowing people to see outside. The UCLA team describes a new kind of polymer solar cell, PSC, that produces energy by absorbing mainly infrared light, not visible light, making the cells nearly 70% transparent to the human eye. They made the device from a photoactive plastic that converts infrared light into an electrical current. Our new PSCs are made from plastic-like materials and are lightweight and flexible. More importantly, they can be produced in high volume at low cost, said study leader Yang Yang, a UCLA professor of materials science and engineering. Yang added that there has been intense worldwide interest in so-called polymer solar cells. Researchers at Eindhoven University of Technology have developed a coating for surfaces that repairs itself after damage. This new coating has numerous potential applications, for example mobile phones that will remain clean from fingerprints, cars that never need to be washed and aircraft that need less frequent repairing. Functional coatings, for example with highly water-resistant or antibacterial properties, have at their surface nano-sized molecular groups that provide these specific properties. But up to now, these molecular groups were easily and irreversibly damaged by minor contact with their surface, such as by scratching. Researcher Katarina Estevez and her colleagues have now found a solution to this problem. They have done this by developing surfaces with special stalks carrying the functional chemical groups at their ends and mixing these through the coating. If the outer surface layer is removed by scratching, the stalks in the underlying layer reorient to the new surface, thereby restoring the function. The team now intends to further develop this finding together with other universities and with industrial partners. The first coatings could be ready for production within 6 to 8 years at prices comparable to those of today's coatings. Scientists are launching the first clinical trial to test whether drug regimens containing Maraviroc, a medication currently approved to treat HIV infection, are also safe and tolerable when taken once daily by HIV-uninfected individuals at increased risk for acquiring HIV infection. The eventual goal is to see if the drug regimens can reduce the risk of infection. The trial involves a strategy known as pre-exposure prophylaxis in which HIV-uninfected individuals who are at risk for contracting the virus take one or two HIV drugs routinely in an effort to prevent infection. The two-year study is sponsored and funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the National Institutes of Health. Maraviroc prevents HIV from entering cells unlike other drugs which interfere with HIV replication after the virus has infected the cell. Maraviroc rarely engenders resistance and although approved in the US for use in patients beginning HIV treatment, it is not commonly used this way in a clinical setting. 
NASA completed another successful test of the Orion crew vehicle's parachutes high above the Arizona desert in preparation for the spacecraft's orbital flight test in 2014. Orion will carry astronauts deeper into space than ever before, provide emergency abort capability, sustain the crew during a space travel, and ensure a safe re-entry and landing. A C-17 plane dropped the test version of Orion from an altitude of more than 7 kilometers above the U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground in southwestern Arizona. This test was the second to use an Orion craft that mimics the full size and shape of the spacecraft. In 2014, an uncrewed Orion spacecraft will launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida on Exploration Flight Test 1. The spacecraft will travel more than one kilometer above the Earth's surface. This is 15 times farther than the International Space Station's orbit and farther than any spacecraft designed to carry humans has gone in more than 40 years. And now in local news from Romania, we learned that the Romanian Prime Minister has been accused of plagiarism by the University of Bucharest. Despite the fact that the National Ethics Council gave a verdict of not guilty in the case of Victor Ponta's plagiarism, the University of Bucharest Commission analyzed the case and provided evidence for the Prime Minister's plagiarism. It is the second Romanian institution to come forward and support the article in science magazine Nature that first revealed the issue. Victor Ponta insists that he committed no intellectual crime and that the entire story is just a political attack. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 20th of July, 2012. Thank you for listening.